Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you so much for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King Podcast. We're going through our three-episode series on a season to choose and a season to govern. As we know, in our government, we have those two seasons that sometimes they overlap, sometimes they're well separated, but the two seasons are very important, which is one season involves elections, voting, campaigning for governing authorities, um, and a, there's also a season for governing when they take um, office and they start to work on the issues they are called to work on. They start to draft bills and and just you know engage and start the work of a governing authority to serve the people. Greg, today let's talk about a season to choose. First of all, why are we talking about choosing a season to choose? Well, this is one we're a little bit more familiar with in the Western church, and it's the one that unfortunately tends to be the main one we engage in neglecting the other, but we'll get that more into the next episode. This is an important season. We don't want to correct and throw the baby out with the bathwater, mm-hmm. if you will. For whatever reason, God chooses the time and place we were born, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, he, he put us here in a land that votes in this point in time. And God has placed you and I, Leo, in the state of Iowa specifically. Mm-hmm. And in Iowa, there is a rare historic event that comes every four years called the Iowa caucuses. And the Iowa caucuses have been occurring since 1972 in the sense that they are the first in the nation to vote in the presidential primaries. And from 1972 until this year, both political parties started in the state of Iowa saying this will be the first state to determine who will represent us on the general election ballot. Mm. And in this caucuses, uh, the Republican caucus remains. It'll still be first in the nation. The Democratic caucus has moved on to other states leading out first. Iowa's votes don't get tallied till sometime in March, I believe. But you think about that unique place to be is like, what do I do as a temporary resident, a born-again Christian, Mm -hmm. purposely placed here in this place, in this process? How does God want me to view it? Uh, the news has a lot of ways they want you to view it. The political parties have a lot of ways they want you to view it. The individual candidates have a lot of ways they want you to view it. Mm. And uh, when the season gets hot, like we just came out of Thanksgiving, a lot of family members have a certain way mm-hmm. that you want to view it. And politics, if not handled properly, can get quite divisive and isn't often used to build up but used to tear down. But our goal today is how can we really unpack and think about How does God want us to view this temporary circumstance that we are in while we're on this side of eternity? That's great, Greg. That's well said. Greg, um, why do we choose? What what role uh, does that represent when we are going to the voting uh, booth? Where do we get that from the Word? 
Something that's been helpful for me, Leos, I studied the the kings are the historic shepherds in scripture of government. Mm-hmm. And when you read your Bible, the vast majority has a monarch in it, whether that be an, an emperor, a Caesar, a pharaoh, a king, with a few rare exceptions like the time period of judges. So an exercise I did is I, I broke down all the powers that the king of the Bible held, and there are six of them. Um, lawmaker, um, today a legislator makes laws. A CEO, today the governor, the president, really direct laws and um, direct the state. Then there's the uh, commander of armies that rests with the commander-in-chief, the president of the United States. There's the head of state, the example of a nation that rests with the president. There's the chief judge that rests with the Supreme Court. And today we're talking about the sixth one, the sovereign. And the sovereigns who ultimately owns the government. Mm-hmm. And for the vast majority of human history, it's it's been a monarch and particularly a a royal family. Mm-hmm. So think of like the lineage of David for so long owned government, right? Mm-hmm. And the scriptures actually promise the lineage of David will forever own government through Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. But you have like the Romanov family who for 300 years governed in Russia. Um, you have the House of Windsor and the United Kingdom, a more divided role in the monarchy than one person controlling it, but the House of Windsor is still there. In the United States of America, we chose to give sovereignty to the people. The people own the government, and the people will form the government. Mm. First three words of the U.S. Constitution, we the people, that is declaring the sovereignty. And for those who live in a democratic republic, as you and I do, Leo, we hold one-sixth of the power of the king. Mm-hmm. And in the United States, every two years, there is a general election where we are forming legislators, Congress, and the executive branch. Mm-hmm. And the president of the United States is the next election up, along with many other offices with it. But obviously, this is one that we in 50 states hold in common. Mm -hmm. And as we just discussed a little bit ago, Iowa holds a unique seat in that. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to start with, this is us executing our sovereignty. Mm -hmm. This is our small part of being the shepherd of a country. And we as Christians, we live here. We have that vote. We get to speak to who is best to serve. Mm -hmm. And because of our born-again biblical worldview and Holy Spirit discernment, we more than anyone can sift through the two parties, the platforms, the candidates, and best determine this is the servant leader that our nation needs. Mm. That's good. And and that leads us to our next question, Greg, which I think that's where the the trouble, the complication, or the most of the thinking happens for us that are voting for our government leaders or for a candidate to represent us as a government leader. Um, who do we choose? Like, where do we look to to find um, qualities and, and maybe principles that can guide us in that process? Isn't that the hard part of a republic? <laughs> you know, there's some beauty to hereditary monarchy. You don't have to worry about these sort of things. You just <laughs> you get what you get. Mm-hmm. But throughout human history, we have found this is probably as good as we're going to get. And we're not trying to bring the kingdom of God here. Mm-hmm. I look forward to the day of King Jesus' reign. Mm-hmm. 
And, but we can select capable people. Mm-hmm. And the instructions Jethro gives Moses really is a helpful instruction. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a guidepost we like to use here at the family leader. And it's a guidepost that I've used in my life. So I, I'm going to read out Exodus 18, 21. Mm-hmm. I'm going to translate just some modern terms that I put to this to kind of help us apply it to our republic. But Exodus 18, 21, this is Jethro speaking to Moses as Moses is looking to divide up the work. Mm-hmm. And he, like us, is choosing amongst fallen people mm-hmm. to do this work. And that is government this side of eternity, fallen people working to do the work that God put out for them. But you should select from all the people, able men, God-fearing, trustworthy, hating dishonest prophet. Pick them over the people as commanders of thousands, hundreds, fifties, tens. Mm. So you think about President of the United States, 300 million people. U.S. Congress, 300 million people. Old state of Iowa, the governor, 3 million people. State legislator, 3 million people. Mayor of the city of Des Moines, where you and I live, 200,000 people. Like there's layers to our government here mm-hmm. and layers of care. And, and I always discussed, we got this unique front row seat. We're looking at President of the United States. It's like, what are we looking for? Well, the scripture says, look for those among you. So among you, they're coming from you. God-fearing, capable, trustworthy, hating bribes. Well, we often look for in government, like these are the leaders we really want to partner with. These are the leaders we want to see get promoted. These are the leaders we want to see them return. We're looking first for who's got a servant heart. Mm -hmm. The last thing you want to do is give somebody a place in authority that does not have a servant spirit. Mm -hmm. Because what are they going to use their authority for? They're going to use it to suppress people. And that is the worst kind of leader. And we have so many examples, not only from the Lord's word, but just in human history. Mm-hmm. So I always start there. If they're not that, run. Mm-hmm. Two, are they capable? Can they do the job? A lot of people want to be president, but a lot of people shouldn't be president. Mm-hmm. It's a, a unique job, but God gives unique giftings for. Mm-hmm. Three, are they problem solver? I'm glad you're capable, but there's a lot of smart people that sit on their wisdom. A problem solver, when you mix competency and you mix a servant heart, that's when you get a problem solver. Mm -hmm. That's someone that says, I have a heart for people, so I can do what it takes to help them. And God gave me the wisdom to carry it out. And God surrounded me with an abundance of counselors Mm -hmm. to carry that out. Mm -hmm. And then are they hungry for the Lord? And hungry for the Lord, I'm using that very particularly. It is ideal to have a born-again believer. Mm-hmm. But we always don't get that ideal. And hungry for the Lord is someone that is open to the kingdom of God. They're at least open to hearing the word. They're open to prayer. They're open to biblical discussion. King Darius is a great example of this from the Bible. I mean, only God knows, but I, from what I can tell, King Darius was not born again. But King Darius had an incredible openness to the Most High God, as he's referred to in Babylon and Persia. And that's what we're looking for. Mm. And oftentimes, when it comes to the general election, Mm -hmm. and you have two options, 
there's quite a few elections where they don't click on all four boxes. Right, right. And that's when you got to really weigh and discern who's the closest. Mm -hmm. And we got to give each other grace in this. There's times like, oh, man, it's clear as day mm -hmm. who that is. And there's other times like it's it's really gray, and we really need to give grace as believers to that. But the big thing I just challenged our listeners in right now is, what's your test? Mm -hmm. What are you using to determine whom we should choose? Mm -hmm. And I challenge you to look at the Word, and I think that four-part test is really close to what the Lord is looking for. It says His eyes are searching the world for a humble heart and mm -hmm. a servant-minded person. And I think that's exactly who we need to be looking for. Eyes need to be searching the world, mm. looking for that servant-minded person that's competent, willing to step in, solve problems, and is open to the kingdom of God. Mm. That's well said, Greg. And Greg, as we approach this specific um, elections season, talking about the Iowa caucus on January 15th, um, we're talking about presidency. You, you talked about in how um, Jethro's recommends different leaders for different types of uh, groups of people, right? The numbers increase, you know, depending on the, um, uh, on the leader. How can you compare the presidency to other roles that we vote for, for to other governing authorities, such as legislators, governors? Why is it a unique office? There are those offices throughout history that we study deeply. Mm -hmm. You think of the Caesars of Rome and the great amount of attention that gets put on them. Why? They had an impact on a lot of people. The Office of the American Presidency, for reasons above both of our pay grades, Leo, why America, that, that, that's not us to determine. But in this season, in this day, the American Presidency has a profound impact on a lot of people in the world. Mm -hmm. And we need to recognize that and be good stewards of it. There are people all around the world that will be impacted by this decision. Mm -hmm. And God has put us in a place to be a steward of it. Are we going to bring forward somebody that is going to have a heart for people? Mm -hmm. And I believe a God-honoring heart is not just America first. That's not the spirit of the Lord. Like, we want a God-fearing individual that is just willing to serve people and takes and weighs the consequences that it has on the billions of people that live here. The American president is only the shepherd of our nation. He really is a shepherd of nations. So much of the world looks to this role. Is the American president the only one that holds that? No. But he is the most influential one mm -hmm. that holds it. And that has not always been true through human history, but it is true at this time mm -hmm. in human history. And we got to take that into account how we're voting. And the American president is not an easy position to vote for. You're voting for someone that's a commander-in-chief, like they're in charge of the army. You're voting for a head of state, meaning they need to be a symbol, a, an example worthy to follow. You're voting for a CEO. they got to be capable of running a $3 trillion company mm -hmm. and really good at building a significant team around you mm -hmm. that can do that. But they're also the main center point of foreign policy in the world today. Mm -hmm. They're a head of state of states. Like mm -hmm. so much international policy is formed around one individual. Mm 
And we got to do our best to choose who can best do all four of those jobs. Mm -hmm. That's not a long list of qualified people. I'm certainly not qualified, Leo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think we have to understand what we're voting for. And for those of you who listen that live in Iowa, there's a lot more options when you're here at this stage in the game. Um, we don't have the options that we had the last time we did our um, Choose Well campaign. We had both political parties here. Mm -hmm. But we do have one political party's options here. And they have quite a few candidates that are running. There's a lot more options out there than the average voter in the United States will receive. And we need to discern through these individuals, who do we want to hold in office that is going to be responsible for not only setting the direction for 300 million people, but also the nations around us? And I, I'm not going to get into who people should vote for today. But I will say this. Make sure there's someone that lays down their lives for others mm -hmm. and doesn't put their name above everybody else. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing that flies on the face of God, mm -hmm. it is building your name up above his name. Mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar learned the hard way. So many kings have learned this the hard way. The servants that have served us best are humble servants. Mm -hmm. The ones that we put up statues and portraits of and we study in history in a good way are servants. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why George Washington is well-remembered. Mm -hmm. Was he a perfect man? No. Is he a general standard bearer? No, only Jesus is. But he was a humble servant. Mm -hmm. How many people have won a great victory and surrendered their armies and said, I want to serve? How many people set aside an office after eight years when they could have won again and again and again? Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln, at a great physical cost to himself, led our nation from the one of the most difficult time periods in our history. Mm -hmm. And you watch how he aged an every year portrait, and you see what it did to him, his family, his marriage. He laid down his life for something bigger than him. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to look for. Because if you can't start there, there's not a lot of other places to start. Mm -hmm. If you're competent but you don't care for people, you're going to use it for yourself. Mm -hmm. You will. If you're a problem solver, but you don't care about people, you're going to use it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you don't care about people, you're not God-fearing. If you care about your name, you're not open to the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much scripture you can recite. I don't care what religious activity you do. Pride and God cannot coexist. Mm -hmm. He opposes the proud. Mm -hmm. I think that is so critical for us to reflect on. Mm -hmm. That's well said, Greg. Greg, thank you for your thoughts on this important season that we are approaching very soon. Um, it's very relevant and important that believers would engage in this season with a biblical mind, renewing our minds with the scriptures as we approach this season with tons of grace and wisdom from the Lord uh, to choose well. So thank you, Greg, for your time and thank you for joining us on one more episode of the Shepherd King podcast. We look forward to having you again on our next episode on the season to govern. Thank you.
The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.